Welcome back to the Connect Podcast. <laughs> this is Derek Miller, Senior Pastor at River Valley Christian Fellowship, and it's good to be back with you guys. I have some very, very special guests with me today. I mean, the special of the special guests, <laughs> the cream of the crop. I have with me Rhonda Stenzinger. Aww. And I also have her mother with us, mm-hmm. one of our very founding members of this church, Glenda Lane, mm. affectionately known as Fern by her friends. Yes. <laughs> and we are so grateful that you've you. joined us today I'm on the Connect Podcast. I'm thankful you asked me. <laughs> so, so this is going to be fun. Uh, I am, I am uh, very, very thankful uh, for you, Glenda. And for uh, 10 other people, for without you, I wouldn't be sitting here on this comfy couch in this beautiful building uh, mm-hmm. that we're in today called uh, this local church called River Valley Christian Fellowship because um, Glenda and 10 others were our founding members back in 1962. 1962, mm-hmm. they, they started this church that we now call River Valley Christian Fellowship in a basement, started out in a home, a church plant mm-hmm. uh, in, in Kankakee on Station Street. Uh, and man, I am just so thankful for all of you because, uh, Glenda, I want to talk to you about some of those early days, if I can. And just uh, thinking back at why you began the church, you know, the vision that God gave the, this small group of people uh, to start a church here in Kankakee County. Of course, there are lots of churches already here, but none mm-hmm. quite like this one, right? <laughs> so right. Uh, so tell us about, uh, tell me about those early days, Glenda, and, um, okay. and how, uh, how it was that God put a vision on your hearts to start the church. Um, all of us came from Southern Illinois, and looking for jobs, you know, and uh, my brother Dale put a lot of the guys on the railroad for a while to get them started. Uh, my brother-in-law Fred and Jim Waller, they were on the railroad. We uh, didn't have a, a church that was really steady. We would all visit other churches, and we were looking for uh, more churches like we were used to down south. And Doris and Imogene and and uh, Wendell and Merle and Bill and uh, all of them got together and decided to start trying to start a church like we used to. And Doris pulled me in, you know. Your I, sister. My sister, Doris McGee, yes. She was so funny. Oh, Everybody yeah. loved her. Yes, you we did. You can't say her name without laughing. <laughs> and that personality she had. But... Uh, uh, the first one, I think, at the meeting was uh, at Wendell and Imogene's, and Merle's better on these dates than I am, but uh, each one was so special, just a few of us starting out, you know, and with uh, within just a few weeks, they said, uh, we know someone that we believe can preach and will want to come. They called Brother Gene Wright. Mm-hmm. And he had a wonderful job in uh, Michigan. Brother Gene was really a talented man. Great yeah. big, tall, jolly Santa Claus guy. <laughs> <laughs> so jolly, laughed all the time. You know, he just loved us to death. Yeah. And we loved him. And uh, he accepted right away and came down with, with Natalie. And she she was one of these reserved 
perfect preacher's wives. Mm -hmm. She just never caused anybody any trouble and was always uh, uh, encouraging to us, could play the piano, any kind of music you set in front of her. Mm. And uh, each one of those prayer meetings were something else. I compare it to the upper room <laughs> mm -hmm. because there was so much, the Holy Spirit would come down and they would pray and it would just be a handful. And I, I know neighbors all heard them for miles. <laughs> they prayed out loud. I'd never been used to, too much used to that. But mm -hmm. It was wonderful. The Spirit was there. And uh, where, where no were time. all of us? All these kids while you oh, yeah. guys were doing That's that. That's right. You did have children yeah. around, didn't uh -huh. you? I was one, I'm <laughs> they, sure. <laughs> we all got babysitters, I think, when we were starting in the homes hmm. uh, and because we didn't bring the kids to those first meetings, you know, in the mm -hmm. homes. And we all had a bundle of kids, which was great because <laughs> right. they're the ones that makes church fun. That's you know? right. So it wasn't just the 11 of you. There are 11 adults, but then you guys had a bunch of kids. Right. So you had a core group of mm -hmm. of. of, of Probably what a couple dozen in total, sure, you know, something like that, or maybe more. Yeah, uh, but uh, you think about that, I, you know, I because I've never been part of a church plant. <laughs> I'm I've always lived off of the fruits of other people's <laughs> labor, right? That have come before mm -hmm. me. So I, I, it's just amazing. So when you talk about that, Glenda, you get tears in your eyes because you, it takes you right back there, doesn't it? It sure does. To those to those moments where uh, your guys are praying together. You, you know that God is stirring something in you to oh. start this church, right? And, sure and this did. is a, this is a, uh, and, and, and to think immediately, you guys would say, you know what? Um, yeah, there's just a few of us, but let's get us a pastor. <laughs> let's get us a pastor here. And him being willing to, you know, again, that God just kept affirming mm -hmm. what he was doing in you, didn't he? Yes, he just, sure did. Just kept affirming yeah. that because, um, because uh, Reverend Wright, he said yes to to that invitation, and what what a what a tremendous uh, gift uh, for one another uh, to bring you together and to see what God was doing uh, in you, and and then as a result, your children, all the children being a part of this new work, right? As well, and and when I say work, everybody had to work, didn't they? Oh yes, <laughs> and they were very talented too. It was. Kind of like watching Mayberry, you know, all those people are so cool and they got their talent. <laughs> <laughs> and so much fun. <laughs> so Imogene Bradley, so she was the first pianist for the, you know, she played the piano. No, and, no, no, no. no. Uh, Natalie. Natalie. Yeah, Natalie. Yeah. She yeah. could yeah, play sorry. any music. Yeah. And you know what's beautiful is Doris, my sister, God taught her and she could play every key on the piano and every song she played she I think she hit them all it was just beautiful the two of them uh could do anything because Natalie if Doris said Natalie you play this one she'd jump right up and do it and yeah. uh then she'd give Doris back the piano yeah. there was never any jealousy at all between those two and we had the best yeah well you know I came to the church uh, when my mother and father attended here, yeah, and I was in, I was still in college at the time, so I would come home for the weekends and be a part of, you know, the the fellowship on Sundays. Sometimes attending, attending uh, the gathering of the church and meeting mm -hmm. some of the people. But this was one of the impressions, of course, that it had on me. Uh, we came from a very musical family, and this yes, church was did. very musical. Mm -hmm. Loved to sing. 
love to worship God together. Uh, and that's, that was a big impression. So, so the music and also the, just the gospel preaching. Right. Of course, when I came, Brother Tommy was my pastor here mm-hmm. uh, when I graduated, when we moved up after, in 1991, we moved up here. And, and so Brother Tommy had come back at that time to pastor. And so, so being under his ministry and uh, the fellowship of the church, and it's been a, it's been a wonderful gift uh, to so many people uh, that started with this, these few people. Now, now, Glenda, tell me about, this always astounds me. Okay, you started in a basement of a house, and you had those prayer meetings in each other's homes and things, but, but then it wasn't but, what, a year, and you guys decided, we're going we're gonna to buy a building. Right. To me, that just is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. So, so you knew you needed a building, and you found one. Tell me, can you tell me about that process a little bit? Merle's better at that than I am, but I just remember uh, being in that, we cleaned up that little basement, and uh, you've heard Merle talk about the coal bin. Yes. She had to clean it out to get their classroom in there. Right. She was wonderful teaching kids. And then uh, uh, just when we got it cleaned up the way I felt, I was only 18, 17 or 18 years old. I was the baby of all the 11 of them. They all had to help raise me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it would just seemed like, you know, in a few months, that place filled up like crazy. It, I that told you that scripture I was thinking about today when I heard you wanted me to come talk mm-hmm. about Jesus being... He's the vine. We are the branches. And boy, did it happen. We branched out. Mm -hmm. We all had lots of relatives. And uh, we started going house to house and got kicked out of a few of them. But it was, (laughs) we didn't stop. You know, it felt like the disciples when Jesus uh, first got all of them together. We we was filled with the Holy Spirit. We were in one union. That's we right. wanted to see our loved ones and our families get saved. Yeah. Well, Merle said there was around 50 when you yeah. um, were ready to get to the church a year right. later. So. And that filled up that basement. Yeah. Well, I would guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would guess so. 50 people in the, in the basement. And then, uh, am I correct in saying it was Memorial? It was the name of the church, Memorial Baptist Church. Right. In Bradley, mm-hmm. uh, on the corner of Franklin and LaSalle Streets yes, in Bradley, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so they were, were they moving out of their building? Right. Or were they, they no longer going to be? I just know they were, They we heard that they were selling their church. Okay. And it was a cute little church. The bathrooms were in the front when you came in the entrance. <laughs> well, that's convenient. That was, that's I know, convenient. the preacher would be up front, and if you had to go, you had the in the middle of the sermon, of course, you know, your parents would say, don't you even try to go to the bathroom during church. Right. But if we had to go, it had to be while they were preaching right behind Brother Gene or the next oh, pastor. Oh, that yeah, is. That's crazy. Well, that was a, uh, a correction that needed to be made, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which you did make later, but... Uh-huh. But, I, you know, that, that's always astounded me, uh, Glenda, thinking about this group of 50 people um, and the ability, just the, the financial ability. So you had the vision mm-hmm. and God gave you the vision, but he also gave you faith. Right. Uh, because to me, that took a lot of faith uh, for these people to say, you know, we could stay in this basement. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we may, you know, but to think that. We're going to go, just the 50 of us are going to go buy a building. Mm-hmm. And, and the faith that that took, the courage that took, the sacrifice that that took, 
right. uh, those 50 people to be able to say, we want a place uh, of worship, you know, to gather and to invite other people in. As you said, uh, it's always been the passion of this church uh, to see people connected. You talked about being connected to the vine. <laughs> I am the vine, you are the branches, Jesus said. And to see people connected to Jesus and you had loved ones that weren't connected to, mm-hmm. to the Lord that you wanted to see saved and uh, and to and to think that you know this building the buildings are always just tools right they're right. They're, they're not to be worshipped they're we, they're not memorials <laughs> to <laughs> you know to our own efforts they're just buildings they're just tools mm-hmm. and yet we need tools for for ministry and to invite people into a particular place and so you guys did that uh, and uh, Rhonda tell me a, a little bit about because you were just you were young. Well, I was only one when it started, so I don't remember the house. But I do know, I mean, to have my mother as a teenager and to be part of this yeah. is huge. If, you know, 17 years old and being part of 11. Now you got me crying, mother. <laughs> Thank you. It, it runs in the family. I yes. knew it would happen. I knew it would happen. <laughs> but, um, I mean, we, I would say we lived at the church a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And then they would have Thursday night visitation. And there was always something going on, a potluck or some sort. You know, there were so many children's ministries. and um, But so much family you know, mm-hmm. was there too. So yeah. we just had a really good time besides all the spiritual, um, you know, things in the services and there was the altars, you know, there was always people at the altars and it was yeah. just, um, you know, I loved it. It's all I knew, mm-hmm. you know, is doing that. Um, so I don't know. It was just good. Well, when you moved up here, you know, you don't know anybody in this to, uh, Kankakee to me was like New York. Right. <laughs> yeah, because you're moving from was it Galatia or El Dorado, uh, uh, southern part of state, Harrisburg, in Galatia. In Galatia, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. So, so yeah, it's small town. For those of you that are listening that don't know, you know, don't know anything about that area, southern Illinois. These little, they're little, pretty small towns. Yes. I went to a high school in a small town in southern Illinois, a, a town of uh, a whopping uh, twenty four hundred people. <laughs> And they haven't changed the sign for like 15 years, so I think it's much less than that. But, uh, but yeah, little tiny town. So you've moved up to this area and thought, wow. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is big uh... <laughs> time. But we didn't know anybody, you know, trying to make friends. And people from Southern Illinois are real friendly. We, we all wave at each other, even though we don't know one another. Right. And this was a big change because uh, yeah, Kankakee's close to Chicago. Yeah, not, not a lot of waving. No. Or at least not in the way you're used to. No. That's my right. first neighbor called me uh, Granny from the Hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think about uh, Rhonda, you started, you know, we're talking about the music, the church being uh, just very vibrant in, in the way the church worshiped uh, throughout all these years. And you played the drums. Yes, in seventh grade, I got a drum set, and immediately my mom said, you're going to play for the youth choir at church. <laughs> you know, I barely knew a beat, but um, I actually, we actually have a picture that it'll be shown in the video of me yeah. just starting. But my mom was always on the platform singing. She has a great alto voice, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, those 11 people, half of them could sing, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the day I got saved, I was 10 and on the front row, and which I should suggest if you're going to get saved, be on the front row because it's about three steps, three steps <laughs> to the altar. And mom was singing um, with 10 guests, I believe, in Paula. 
um, uh, the altar call. So mm-hmm. she was always up there. But yeah, she got me with the youth group right away. And then she, there was always singing groups. She was part of a gospel group. I don't know how many gospel groups throughout that those years that we had. And so I became the drummer in their singing group at the church that played all the time and went to different churches. And um, yeah, so I was the only drummer for many years. But then, you know, we thankfully we got some others and I'm like, let them play too. But um, I'm still a granny and once in a while playing. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. And you do. You do well. Um Glenda, thinking about uh, that time in the first building there, and then it was, uh, if I'm correct, 1977 or so. So the church started in 1962, mm-hmm. and was it about 1977 you guys built a sanctuary? Right. Right? And so then you corrected that original building with the, yes. with the restrooms <laughs> and the, beside the platform. Uh, mm-hmm. You, uh, you built a, uh, a new building. Can you tell me about some of that time and what precipitated the you know all of that uh because i'm sure you guys did raise funds for it and uh, god was probably growing the church that's why it was needed to to do that and it happened so fast i don't remember all the years i'm glad you have it down but uh it just all happened so fast we enjoyed that little church you know with the bathrooms up (laughs) but you did have extensions over to the side of that before the big sanctuary was built and just the men Mm -hmm. in the church were really Paris. talented in that area and they would build things themselves the huge addition mm-hmm. so the bathrooms did leave the front yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah so you guys built some uh classrooms Additions. and yes. So, yes. some sunday school classrooms and things like that yeah uh, and the men of the church yeah i i can remember coming when we first moved up here very talented group of guys that weren't afraid to jump in and, and build something. They did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if we ever got it inspected, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, but I remember Fred saying all the time, one of the charter members, that everyone double tithe. That right. was how, um, you know, they had the funds. They did. And they were just so dedicated. Yeah, that that's always amazing to me. Yeah, uh, Fred, Fred and Doris McGee, uh, two of the founding members, um, yeah, Fred would tell that story of the sacrifice that was necessary. Mm-hmm. You've already talked about some of the sacrifice of just being involved. Everybody had, everybody had a role to to yeah. play. When you're planting a church, this is like you know starting a business. Well, I, I, that's probably not a great analogy, but it's 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 that much work uh, mm-hmm. to do that. You know, to everybody has a role. Everybody has a a, a place to serve, and and the need is so great. Uh, right. To see the church, um, uh, you know, have have ministries uh, for people and to invite people in and to and uh, but but that always astounded me. So there was so much service, but it was also a financial sacrifice for for these new, you know, the founding members. Right. Uh, no one s- was real rich back then. They all just young men, Bill and and Wendell and Fred and all of them that uh they were just starting careers, you know, up here, and but they gave up so much yeah. to double tithe like that. I'm sure some of them triple tithe. Yeah, when we say double tithe, you know, sometimes when people hear a tithe, they just think uh, an offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we when we talk about tithing, we're talking about something specific that the Bible talks about, and that's a ten percent of somebody's income mm-hmm. that they're giving to. Uh, the work of the kingdom of God uh, through the local church. And in this case, they were given 20% of their income, which is just astounding. Right. Uh, when right now, I think the average in America for churchgoers is, um, 
I think, I don't know, one point something. Wow. Percent. And that's so, sad. So, uh, but that's what it takes. Right. You know, if God gives you a vision, you're willing. I mean, that's the other thing. When God gives you a vision and you're trying to start a church, you're willing to sacrifice for it. Mm-hmm. And so there was a sacrifice of time. There was a sacrifice of, of uh, finances. But, but I would guess that no one ever talked about it being a sacrifice. You know, no. we, we would say it was a sacrifice, you know, looking back on it. But when you're in it, mm-hmm. it probably didn't seem like a sacrifice at all. It was just what it God was, joy. was doing. It was joyful. That's it right. was. Yeah. So, so great. And so we think about uh, those years and then uh, the building of a, a new sanctuary there and uh, the expansion of, you know, uh, uh, of the church in various times and various ways. Um, tell me, Glenda, when you think about, when you just think about, because I don't even know if we've mentioned this yet. Of course, we've said 1962, but we're celebrating our 60th year mm-hmm. as a church, right? Where uh, we're, did that time go? That's right. So 60 years as, as a church. And when you think about um, those, all this time, uh, speak to, to me a little bit about, or to us about just... God's faithfulness mm-hmm. uh, over over that time to to see you through because uh, it was joyful it was it was all of that but but there were also difficult times there were hard times too right uh, and and God's just God just kept bringing people along and and as this church kept making disciples mm-hmm. uh, in this community in this county uh, just speak would you uh, to just about you know, what you saw God do uh, with this little group and how it grow, grew and, and God's faithfulness in this process. I just hope I can do them justice. I'm sitting here looking at the picture of Wendell and Fred and Bill and Danny and Emma Jean, Doris, Merle, and Janet. And uh, I hate that Brother Jean and, and uh, Natalie's picture is in here, but... I just hope I can do them justice. I've never seen such praying people and people with so much faith. I just, I just was like a big sponge taking it all in because I was young. But it was so beautiful. It just, everything went so fast. We just knew if we could get people and our loved ones here to church, they'd get saved because the altars were full all the time. And God just blessed and blessed. There's a song that says, if it keeps getting better and better, and that's the way it was. I I, uh, I was always amazed how fast everything happened, like get, starting to build this church and things, how fast it all happened. And it was so wonderful how God gave us, Brother George and you, your family, just when we you know, wanted to give up with Brother Tommy having leukemia. When yeah. we started losing our members, that's what—that's where we had to really do some praying. Yeah. Because. But isn't it? But that speaks to God's faithfulness, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. Um, because God is always—he uh, has been so good to uh, to this church over these many years, blessed uh, with with so many faithful, faithful uh, people, and to think about when I came here. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, so you guys, uh, the church was growing. You built a new sanctuary in 1977. When I came here, 
uh, when Teresa and I, my wife and I, and at that time our oldest, uh, we only had one one child, a baby <laughs> at that time. Uh, we uh, when we when we moved here and started attending the church, um, Brother Tommy, of course, had been the pastor uh-huh. previously, had come back to pastor, and then in 1993 he got leukemia and passed away that that year in 1993. Uh, and it was a such a difficult time for for the church. Um, he was so he was a beloved man. I mean, mm-hmm. just a just a, a godly godly man. Um, a, a beautiful. I mean, just a wonderful gospel preacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had so much appreciation for him. A humble, just a humble man. Uh, I just really, really. Uh, really loved and appreciated brother Tommy a lot. Right. And then when he passed away, um, my, my father, uh, was, had been a previous pastor in another, uh-huh. another church, uh, down South. And then the church asked, Hey, um, could you be the interim pastor mm-hmm. after brother Tommy, uh, went to heaven? And, uh, dad said, yeah, I'll, I'll be the interim pastor, uh, while you look for another pastor. <laughs> right. And then they stopped looking for another pastor and mm-hmm. dad was the interim pastor for 13 years. Yes. Well, I remember that's how that you. worked. That's how that worked around this church. You say yes to something, <laughs> it's yours for a long time. That's right. <laughs> and those were exciting times too. And you, um, ended up um, taking one of the services, um, you were both, one service was your dad and one service was you, um, preaching and the foyer of the church was packed out. People were sitting in chairs and the sanctuary was packed. And that's when, you know, decided we have to build a new church. And those were very exciting times. They were, they were very exciting. That was 1990, I think 1998, seven or eight, 1997, when we started two services, because one was full. And mm-hmm. if you remember that, you know, where you guys started out at, you know, you had kind of this lot, <laughs> and then you had houses all the way around it, and there wasn't room really to expand where it was. Mm-hmm. And we bought the ch- house across the street because we needed more classrooms yeah, and more I space. Remember. So we bought the little house across the street for a while. <laughs> we started borrowing parking from a business, a local business across the street. And they were gracious to let us park there uh-huh. uh, on Sundays. And and yet that wasn't enough either. Over to, So we started the second service or another service at 830. And I remember that first year, I think we averaged maybe, I don't know, 40 people <laughs> in, that, in that first service for the first year. I have a note on that first service because um, I was playing the drums that Sunday and had to be there early. And I got stopped by a policeman because I was speeding because I wasn't used to being there so early. And he went to our church and he did let me off. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. We know who that is, we don't do. we? Yes. Yeah, he, uh, you weren't the only one he pulled over from the church. I'm sure. Yeah, I got pulled over once too. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, uh, it's just been it's been really interesting uh, to see how God has just been so faithful mm-hmm. over so many uh, years, and then of course, like you mentioned, the, the church you know we became landlocked and we couldn't expand from that point on. Bought uh, twenty three acres here on the the property we now sit on in to, in the year two thousand, and then started building in two thousand three our our sanctuary. It moved in on Mother's Day two thousand four. Three weeks later, we had a big flood. <laughs> in here and had to redo a lot of what we just uh, mm. built um, 
but uh and then and then you know in 2013 or 2012 god you know just kept growing our church and we built another uh building in Mm -hmm. 2012 and moved in in 2013 so we we just see you know it's it's been it's just been amazing to look back but i am so thankful glenda for you and for all of these uh who have come before us so many people i always like to remind our congregation we didn't just get here Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just like sometimes we evangelicals think that, you know, uh, our time is uh, the best time. And, you know, and we, we sometimes forget that there's been a 2000 year church history <laughs> prior to us, yeah. uh, a long history that we need to remember. We need to remember our histories and we need to remember where we came from. Mm-hmm. And we need to be grateful and thankful uh, for the people who lived, loved, sacrificed, uh, lived out the gospel proclaimed the gospel faithfully, taught the word of God faithfully, invited people in, loved on them, uh, and did the work of ministry together, right. you know, uh, and that's, uh, that's what we've seen throughout the history of this church. Faithfulness, 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 and uh, to, to the word of God, to the call, to the work of ministry, and, and as a result, and you talked about unity, mm-hmm. and, and our unity is, you know, God calls us to unity. And when unity is taking place, and we've been so grateful, I mean, we've been so blessed with uh, unity over many years to be able to, um, yeah, to do so many things because of uh, we've been unified. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to know that that's God's gift to us. But it's one in which Ephesians chapter 4 says that we need to maintain it. Right. We didn't create it. Uh, the Spirit created it, gave it to us, comes from God. This unity comes from God, but He's He's given us to steward it, to maintain mm-hmm. it, and to keep it. And we do that by being humble and bearing with each other in love and being patient with one another. And that's the story of this of this of this church. Mm-hmm. Uh and and you know, as as Paul writes, that when each part does its work as you guys have done did in the early days and still continues to happen each each part does its work it builds itself up in love right and what a beautiful if there's any mark uh and characteristic that a church needs to be known by it's it should be its love that started that's how it started out brother Jane, you know was like i said just a big jolly santa claus to me he was so much fun and uh he 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 loved everybody to death and you wanted to come back for more of that, you know. Yeah, that's And right. then Brother Tommy came, and uh, we just had revivals after revivals. They last two weeks. Sometimes they extend that. Come every night. But it was uh, just beautiful how, how fast everything went and how talented everybody was. Can I tell you a little bit about some of the talents in these people? Absolutely, sure. I don't know if you have time, but uh, Sister Merle, she was— She's always been smart, and she's uh, she's a businesswoman. She's also um, very wise about teaching, and could teach anybody. You know, any any. But she had those little hats for you guys, and you had those beanies. What? Yeah, beanies. Busy bees. <laughs> little pens were put on them. Yes. Oh yeah. So and she's creative. She's very creative. My girl. Yes. Yeah. My girls yeah. remember that to this day. Sister Shirley was uh, the artist. Every time we had an event, she made a big poster, and they were all beautiful. And I know we 
wore her out doing that. But she was so talented, and she was an actress. Uh, we had a Judgment Day drama, and you should have seen her play the rich lady. Had a little mink stole on and a hat in her purse. Uh-huh. You know, it was beautiful. But we had plays. We had uh, singings and music like you can't believe, and uh, Doc Paris and, and uh, so many that started coming, Phyllis. Their kids and Pam and Rhonda would get up and do little songs together. One time they went crazy. They they turned it into an Egyptian play. <laughs> <laughs> and Doc said, you can't let those kids do anything because they're too much alike. But we had f- so much fun and memories, and we even had a parade one, one year. Sister Shirley worked on it. Uh, 1776, right? Yeah. Statue of Liberty. Rosemary was a Statue of Liberty on the the (laughs) Right. And then they had a big penny that was in God We Trust on there. Yeah, it was all Greg Bradley. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I can't remember someone wore the penny. (laughs) But it was so much fun, and and all of them had all these wonderful talents. So you couldn't wait to get to church. It was never boring. You didn't want to miss anything. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we're... um, yeah, we're looking forward to our 60th anniversary. In fact, the, the date of the anniversary has already passed. That was in August, right? Because mm-hmm. this was August, was it August 19th, 1962? I think that's the date that Merle, so. Merle mm-hmm. would tell me. Uh, She's good on the adult stage. She yes. doesn't forget them at all. That's right. Yeah, so so we, so we our actual anniversary date has, has already passed, but uh, we're going to celebrate the 60th in just uh, on November 6th, mm-hmm. Sunday, November 6th. So those of you that might be listening to this podcast, and uh, we want to remind you, those of you that are part of River Valley, come celebrate with us 930 and 11 on that Sunday. And also, um, and, and for those of you that may be uh, listening uh, and don't have a home church, we would it would be a great time uh, to come and hear a little bit about our history and uh, and celebrate with us. And and so, Rhonda, what else is happening that day? Um, well, we're doing new and old songs, which is fun. And, you know, Pastor Derek will not be preaching. However, he will be part of the praise team. And if you haven't heard Pastor Derek sing, he is one of our best. And mm-hmm. so we're excited about that. There's a will be a large praise team that day. Um, we are having a dessert after the second service. So it's identical services at 930 and 11. And for sure, two of our charter members will be there. And the third one that is still alive is in Southern Illinois, Janet. And she had surgery, and she's not sure if she will be there. But a lot of their children will be here. Um, But we're going to hear some testimonies and some stories at the dessert reception also. So just a good day of celebration. Yeah, and Brian Dupree. Oh, how could I forget? Brian Dupree is coming. Uh, He is uh, the disciple and missions pastor uh, at Cool Spring Baptist Church uh, in uh, in Virginia, mm-hmm. and so he's going to be here uh, sharing uh, the word with us and probably uh, some stories. Oh yes, <laughs> he well. grew up. So mm-hmm. Brian grew up here mm-hmm. uh, at at River Valley, and I was I think I was his Sunday school his high school Sunday school teacher, and took him on a bunch of retreats, and but then had the had the privilege of see God call him into uh, vocational ministry. <laughs> and I had the privilege of uh, officiating he and Penny's wedding mm-hmm. and speaking at his ordination ceremony mm-hmm. uh, in Kentucky at that time. So uh, it's been fun to watch uh, how God has continued to shape and 
Uh, Brian is an incredibly gifted man, uh, gifted preacher, speaker, communicator, teacher, uh, writer. So uh, he's going to be here mm-hmm. uh, on that Sunday to share with us. And I'm so That's you don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss um, Brian uh, that day and coming and sharing with us in worship. Uh, because really, uh, Glenda, isn't this true that when we talk about our 60th anniversary and you've been here, you know, you've for the duration you hear we're here when the uh, when the whole thing started when god planted the seed in the heart you know even though you were a young woman at that time 17 18 years old uh yeah. even though you were young you got to watch all of that all of that that god was doing and and of course at that time no one knows where it's going exactly right <laughs> right and we still today we don't know where it's all going we just know we want to be faithful to what god has called us to right and we want to you know, God has called us as a church to make disciples and to see people connected to Jesus. That's, that's what we are about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to proclaim the name of Jesus. We want to meet in his name. We want to share his love. We want to, what we call here, we want to grow deep in love with God. And we want to reach wide with his love to others. Mm-hmm. And, and we do that through serving. We do that through sharing the gospel. And we do that both in word, the proclamation of the word of God, and we also do it indeed, you know, because it's not uh, the gospel moves us. <laughs> the gospel moves us into obedience and to being his representatives and his witnesses in the world, in mm-hmm. our community, workplaces, in our homes, and in our neighborhoods. And so, um, so that's what we want to, to be. And so when, you, we, when we think about how the gospel moved you, uh, this, the, the beginning, uh, birthing this church in your hearts and seeing the vision of it and that uh, in your obedience and faithfulness and courage and all of that to see God, what, what he did there. And so when we talk about the anniversary, Glenda, we're talking about, we're celebrating, we're not celebrating us. We're actually celebrating God. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating Amen. all that the Lord has done. Yes. And so would you speak to that for, for a second and, uh, and just maybe you know give a testimony of of um that this is really what it's about isn't it is is about what god has done that's right uh i've seen other churches try to uh start all of this like we did and it things didn't didn't work out some of them still aren't even able to afford to open up their sanctuaries yet and it it amazes me when i think about what all he did for us and how his spirit was always with us. His, I just, I wouldn't trade anything in the world for what I've seen and heard in this church. My whole family and my brothers and sisters, all of them that are in heaven right now, are connected, getting saved from this church. And my daughters all got saved, uh, married in this church. It's just, I can't begin to tell you the blessings that God has given us i hope that clears clarifies it for you yeah but you know what brother when brother tommy passed away my, or when i heard that he was diagnosed with leukemia my sister doris called me and told me that it was leukemia and he wasn't going to live very long well that means he was the one that was preaching when my dad went up 71 years old and got saved at the altar and so much i cried until i just passed out <laughs> And when I did, yeah. I dreamed of him entering heaven 
and he had a mansion so tall you couldn't see the top of it. (laughs) (laughs) There was a round golden street, and he was walking around praising God. He used to lift one knee up in the air in in his one arm and say, Glory! And Uh he said, Oh, if the world could only see what I'm seeing. And I woke up, and because of this church, a lot of people are up there seeing that. Yeah. I love you all. I'm so thankful, Derek, what you've meant to to my family and all of us and how you just connected and kept it all going. Well, again, we give God praise. We (laughs) give him praise. He is worthy of all of our our praise and thanksgiving. So, you know, my my prayer, uh, Glenda, is that uh, this church sees... 60 more years and maybe yes. another 60 after that. But, uh, but here's what I, I do know. If, if we are faithful uh, in, in living out the example of those who have come before us, uh, and if we stay faithful to the Word of God and to our Lord, uh, the next 60 years is going right. to be a, a continued blessing in the life of, of this church and the people uh, of this church. And so we praise God for all of the, those who, through this church, have come to know the Lord as Savior. We praise God for, uh, over the last 60 years, all the people that have, have uh, had these spiritual moments, these markers in their life, that um, through people, uh, through relationships in the church, or through uh, ministries of the church, that, that their whole trajectory of their life has changed because of what God has done in them. Right. Uh, through the ministries here, and uh, so we thank we thank God for that. We thank you, thank Him for the hundreds of baptisms that have taken place here over mm-hmm. sixty years, uh, the thousands of people who have walked through the doors over these sixty years, uh, and then the marriages and the baby dedications. We got babies we're going to dedicate on Sunday, which mm-hmm. we're excited about, and and so. So to think about all of all of what God has done, what He continues to do, and what we continue to anticipate and expect Him to do, that we uh, that we're we want to be faithful, but we're also expectant of the fruit that will come mm-hmm. uh, through the faithfulness, and it's all due to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So thank you, Glenda, for joining us today. You're welcome. You made it very special, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we look forward to celebrating with you on November sixth. Thank on you. This very special I'll be song. here. And, and, uh, and rumor has it you're going to sing a little. Yes, that song until then. Yes. And you know how I learned that I I did that wasn't one of my songs, but I loved it. Uh, Brother Tommy and Sister Shirley used to sing it down in Dorsville, and then when we started the church up here, Doris and Fred started singing that song. Okay. And that's why I see them up there and the, singing it, and then. Brother Tommy and Sister Shirley came up here, so they started singing it. Doris and Fred quit. (laughs) I get to sing it at the homecoming. (laughs) That's right. So we look forward to that very much, and and we're all gonna we're all gonna join together and just celebrate and thank God for all that He's done for us. Rhonda, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brother Gene's daughter's coming. Robin Smith. Mm-hmm. Excellent. From Evansville. Okay. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, it'll be fun to meet some people I, I haven't met yet and to see people that I haven't seen in a long time. And uh, and then, of course, all the people that are part of our fellowship now uh, joining together and giving praise and thanks <laughs> to God for 60 years and and uh, looking forward to the next 60. Yes, <laughs> right. It can be just as exciting from That's now right. on. That's exactly Keep right. Keep it going. That's right. <laughs> 
Well, thank you for listening uh, today, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Connect Podcast. Thank you.